Good evening, we are finally back. This is Murder, Mayhem, and the Military. And I'm Jessica. And I'm Nick. And I know we took a little hiatus and I feel totally off for it, but unfortunately, life happens. But we are back. Work happens too. <laughs> um, we have a couple of announcements and then we'll get into, we have three cases today. Um, and they are pretty deep. So let me get the announcements knocked out real quick. So the first one is, as you notice, we have a new logo and it looks a lot cooler than the other one. And I kind of wish our little magazine article was with the cool logo, but eh, things happen. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe with this new one, with our little bloody dog tags, which looks pretty cool, that we might get um, some merch out. Um, our second one is we have an email address now, and that's just one step closer to getting the website. Um, and our email address is real simple. It's murdermayhemmilitary at gmail.com. So if you just want to talk, if you want to be a commentator, or if you have any ideas for the show, just shoot us an email and uh, we'll get right back to you. And then our third one is we now offer donations and sponsorships. And we uh, definitely encourage these things. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, when you donate, we are not one of those podcasts who want for beer or liquor. I don't really believe in that. Um, you're not going to fund our beer runs or anything like that. It's more for equipment, fun for research, you know, Four hoods right down the road. We are more than willing to go do some research. If we need to go get answers, we will. Nick looks scary. We can go get answers if that's what it comes down to. Cause I'm not shaking down any MPs. <laughs> well, we're not going that I'll far. I'll shake down a general just because I always wanted to do that. But No, but if we need to go get some answers down at Fort Hood, we will be willing to go do that. But unfortunately, gas money and... We're not that crazy to bring three kids with us. We're crazy, but not that crazy. We're going to Fort Hood. You're driving. Yeah, I know how to get there. That, I know way, way around. And I know the back gates and stuff. I was stationed there for three years. Okay. All right, let's get into it. So we've got three cases. And they're three suicides. However, they are very suspicious suicides. And I'll tell you this right now. Two of them were definitely not suicides. And one of them... Quotation marks around suicide. Two of them were not suicides. I will tell you that right now. There's no way in hell that they were suicides. Nope. One of them was may. May have been a suicide. And it's very, very possible. But honestly, I, I honestly believe it's a, probably not. You told me about a couple of them. Is the one that may was his name Gumby? No, 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 no. I, we'll get into it, and you, you'll, you'll, we'll, we'll get into all of it. All right. We're going to start off with some statistics, and I'm going to be using a lot of acronyms and a few of them, so I'll kind of explain some of the acronyms before we get into them. Um, MST is Military Sexual Trauma, and it is a big issue in the military, like huge, and it's not going away, and it is an awful problem. And the military seems, instead of trying to solve it, that they just like to play, cover our eyes, and hide it. 
And then the next one is sharp. And sharp is sexual harassment, assault, and rape prevention program. And sharp is the Army's smartest and stupidest program. And when I say that, it basically means, in theory, it could have solved the problem. And, and what the Army thought that it was going to do is, is it's the safe person for a woman or man to go to to report an incident that person would then take them to the hospital or go to the authorities in a safe way and they would not face any type of repercussions and then the perpetrator would then get get either you know arrested or whatever needed to be done and that person would then be able to safely, you know, heal, and so forth and so on. They end up usually picking some random person in the company. Sometimes it was a pervert themselves who was the per people person that they should be reporting sharp incidents about to. Um, sometimes it was just some lazy-ass weirdo who would... And this happened several times in my company who gave people Article 15s because they're like, you should report it to your chain of command. Uh, no, that's not what Sharp is for. See, Dead I serious. I was wondering what Sharp was. Dead serious. And this was not the only company. People were literally getting Article 15s for reporting rapes and assaults. And this is military-wide, army-wide, it's, it's ridiculous. As I said, it was, a, in theory, yes, it was supposed to be this great program, but in reality, it ended up being really stupid because instead of giving people proper training, instead of assigning somebody who should have been able to do it properly, they just gave it to the first guy, you know, they saw. Hey, I, I was wondering what Sharp was because you should tell him as a as a video where he's do, doing basic training throughout like the sixties, nineties, and now. And it's like at the end of it, the lawyer is like doing now. It's like you see a soldier talking on his cell phone, which why the hell they have cell phones? Are basic is beyond me. But uh, freaking talking to talking on his cell phone, drill walks up on him questions him and at the end of the video he like just pats him on the shoulder or something and he's like did you just touch me and the guy is like he starts doing his backtracking drill sergeant which you just Thomas was a drill sergeant by the way he's not imitating anything but uh and it's like he starts trying to explain and then all of a sudden the guy says sharp and I'm like what the hell is sharp I thought it was like the IG or some shit. No, I mean, as I said, you know, and then some overuse it, and then it's... Yeah, you're talking about overuse it. I mean, I got, I remember, it was like back when I was in Korea, we had this chick come out of AIT, and it was like there was one time she was drinking underage, she was hanging out with uh, some guys from a different company, and... She ended up getting blackout drunk. They got her back to her room. Nothing happened. And she tried to lie and say they raped her. 
And when their stories didn't change, but hers kept changing, she finally came out and said, yeah, I made it all up because I didn't want to get busted for drinking underage. Uh, alright, well, these cases are not like that. This is, this is where the army failed. The army was... What else is now? Yeah, this is where, ugh. Army is a POS times 77 and more. Alright. So first, let's give us some statistics. So... Uh, in 2009, 130 women died in OIF and OEF, and that's Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. Or whatever they're calling them now. Yeah, well, this is in 2009, so we're still going with OIF, OEF. Now, 50 of those were non-combat related. And... 20 of those were under suspicious circumstances. Now, most of those 50 were considered suicides. However, 20 of those were suspicious suicides. Now, it could have been more than 20. However, these were, you know, ones where the, you know, families pushed for it. Or, you know, spouses pushed that, hey, it's suspicious. And now, the ones that I'm talking about today, the families still... Dr. Johnson is still, he is on YouTube at least once a year saying, hey, fight for my daughter. You know, she's... So kind of like Pat Tillman's family. And Pat Tillman's mother, actually, she fights and she <coughs> makes, she's made several tweets and things of this nature about uh, Lavinna Johnson. She's one of the ones I'm going to talk about today about how, you know, you know, hey, the, this was a, you know, an injustice, and it really was. And the, the fact that the army has got away with it this long. And another thing I'm going to, going to preach about, preach about before I uh, get into it is, is one of the things that I'm glad that you know I'm doing this is, is you know we are veterans, you know, and we also have a little bit of criminal justice experience of working in prisons is, you know, so we kind of understand the system and we kind of understand a little bit of things more. And when I do my research, misinformation is kind of some of the reasons why the army and is getting away with some of this stuff, I believe, as long as they have. Like, this one girl, I was watching a video today while um, I was wor at work. Um, you know, well, you know, it makes naughty, it sound... Naughty, naughty, watching videos when you should be working. I'm joking. You know I'm a housekeeping manager. So I'm sitting there folding clothes. I said I was joking. You know, it. I was sitting watching the video while I was folding clothes. Well, anyway, I was still very busy today. I was folding clothes. But anyhow, long so I'm watching this video and this chick is like, well, it would have been impossible for her to do this because an M16 is just so big. And she's got such tiny little arms. So there's just no way she could have committed suicide. And yes, there is no way she could commit suicide. But when I looked at the facts and I looked at this and this, so people are probably watching this and they're like, okay. Well, 
you could commit suicide with an M16. So that's probably what happened. She committed suicide. The thing is, that's not what happened. So if people would actually go into it and see what happened and see, the thing is, she, I'll just go into it and we'll understand what happened is this is why if you're going to, you, you got to know your knowledge before you do this. And, and same with podcasters, you know, when I was listening to podcasts about Jeffrey McDonald, well, he should have been able to, he's special forces to knock these three people out. No, not necessarily, you know, it's just people need to know and you know, like I said, not even Tim fucking Kennedy can overcome the numbers at that kind of shit. And and I'm actually going to be doing the Jeffrey McDonald case next week. And that's going to be an interesting one because... Well, we already did that one. No, we didn't do him. The freaking-ass-up guy whose family got killed. No, by. I've been talking about him and we watched a show about him, but I actually haven't done his podcast yet. I thought we did that... Uh, no, the last one we did was the the suicide guy... In Afghanistan. Okay, so you sure we didn't do that one when we were both holed over on a freeze? No, I thought about doing it. I just never actually got to it. Alright. You want me to keep going? Yeah. Alright. Anyway. So now let's talk about our first person. Tina Priest. She was from Smithville, Texas. She joined the military right out of high school. She wanted to be a medic, but unfortunately, she didn't have ASVAB scores, so she became a supply clerk. She w went to Iraq shortly after getting to Fort Hood. You can set your cell phone down. I know, it just works better this way. Okay. See, this is why you should help us get stuff so we can get better equipment so we can tell these stories better. So please sponsor us. So you can hear me being an asshole better. Although I will tell you, sponsorship, we are going to be a little bit picky. I think it's the weirdest thing ever when I'm listening to podcasts and I hear women talk about beard care supplies and men preach about bras. Anyhow, go back to so Tina Priest. Tina Priest was, and she looked really familiar too. Maybe I served with her. I don't know. Well, they say you'll serve with a bunch of people in the army and never bump into the same motherfucker twice. Although that's not true, I've met people in Korea I served with and then fucking ran into them again at another unit. I don't know, but she looked familiar. But she she was a sweetheart. Either way, she looked she looked. You know, her mom. I was reading things her mom had to say about her, and that was just it broke my heart. Um. Anyhow, this is where it gets a little bit heartbreaking. So she, she gets to Iraq, and, and she's only there for about a month. And this is where things get, you know, and you're going to hear me say this, that I, I literally went through hundreds, not hundreds, but probably about 10 to 15 different articles. And I will tell you the main ones I went through at the end of this. And, of course, I'll post links to the Facebook group. I posted a couple already, but anyhow. I love that little hand thing you do. Uh, so anyway, the, the, some of the things don't always match up. 
but I'm going to try to do my best to get what I believe is, is closest to the truth. So, they say she was dating this guy. However, it seemed more like he thought she was into him, but she really wasn't. wasn't. So it was kind of one-sided. He was aggressively pursuing her. So it was one of those dudes, she's just not into you moments. Right. And anyway, around March 1st, she reports a, a rape. So she goes to her... Her sharp person, now I don't know if the army was calling it sharp at this time, but she goes to the person the who was assigned or whatever. Her person who was, you know, to report it to. That, hey, I've been raped. And the person says, okay, let's go to the hospital. Let's go to the cash. And they get there and the medic's like, mm, you may have been raped. You may not have been. Basically says it's been inconclusive, which I really don't understand how that could be like, I think it's one of those things where it's you either were or not. Um, uh, other soldiers say she was obviously, like, beaten. Like, there's bruises on her body. But, you know, I don't know. So, basically, the reports say it, inconclusive. So, then the medic says, why don't you go take her to mental health? And Tina was like, you know what, okay, I'll go to mental health. Now, this is where I literally almost threw my phone. Like, I was angry at this. Then you got phone armor. Yeah. You, you may have to, to, like, I'm glad you're sitting for this. Ugh. Okay. So, they take her to mental health. And this is what mental health tells her. Poor girl. Poor girl. Please be sitting down when you're listening to this. You know, she goes over, hey, you know, this guy has been try, you know, trying to get date me. And so he couldn't take no for an answer, so he rapes me. You know what this person says there? No, you're just exhausted. You're tired. You're sleepy. Let me repeat that. They say she's sleepy. Uh, and people wonder why I call psychiatrists and psychologists a bunch of fucking quacks. They say she was sleepy. She complains that she is raped. She is literally probably in the most distraught she has ever been in her entire life. And you know what they tell her? She's tired. That's awful. So they give her 40-hour quarters. Poor thing goes back to her, too. And... She calls her mom, explain what happened, says, hey, I've been raped. They just tell me I'm sleepy. Nobody believes me. You know, the medic says that, you know, even though I'm bleeding down there and there's bruises all over my body, it's inc inconclusive, you know. Yeah, see, this is why they need people specifically trained for this type of shit, to do rape kits. I mean, I, now each hospital has, like, in, in the understand. U.S. has someone trained or a few people trained to specifically for rape kits, right? Yeah, well, and yes like, and no, but, the but yes shit? and no, and there's a whole bit, there's a, there's an issue with that because you are right. And this is why, yes, in reality, sharp is a good, the theory of sharp is a good idea, but they don't have anybody trained. They just give it to some random guy, you know, in our unit, I can't remember who sharp, uh, sharp, I think it was an MP. What I'm saying is, they should have somebody who's actually trained, not just some, hey, you want to be sharp? 
I mean, hell, if TDCJ can fucking have someone trained, they call it the, they call it have people trained, they call it state prisons for that kind of shit. The fucking military definitely should. I know, like... And just like they, each cash or whatever needs to be like each hospital in the fucking U.S. I don't know about the rest of the world. I don't care about the rest of the fucking world. But they should have someone trained to do, actually trained to do fucking rape kits. Well, and they should also in every... And that uh, mental health guy needs to county be county at least should have someone to be able to do those rape kits because the black log of rape kits is ridiculous and well, that's, that's why, not. That's why Abbott signed a bill to freaking to provide funding to get all the rape kits to, done down here. I know, so that's not you. You are absolutely positively right, and that's why. And it, and it's funny as yeah, you're right. The prisons have someone like I remember we his name was. Well, I'm not going to say his name because maybe he's a listener, but we'll call him Sergeant Y. But Sergeant Y, that's, that's all he did, like nothing else. <laughs> all he did was handle phone calls and make sure nobody was touching themselves in the prison. Well, touching each other. <laughs> they can touch themselves all they want as long as they don't get caught. <laughs> or do it in front of anybody else. Then but... it's called a code 20. Oh, yes, I know. Okay, so poor Tina. So two weeks later, they find Tina dead in her chew. Oh, poor Tina. And that's just awful. And now, so she has a single bullet wound in her chest. And they say that she pulled the trigger with her toe. Now, she's only 5'1 and about 120 pounds. So she's a pretty small little girl. And... Given you can do that, her mom says uh, that just doesn't seem right. She didn't talk about suicide at all. Now, when she talked to the psychologist, the psychologist said she didn't sound suicidal. She just talked mostly about the rape. Yeah, but the fucking psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever the fuck they were, said they she need to be tired. kicked in the fucking nuts, cooch, whatever, repeatedly. It's like, oh, you're just sleepy. <laughs> and I was like, if you you or Anna or Thomas or Trish came up and said that, and we went to like a mental health professional, and they said, oh, you're just tired, yeah, I'd be knocking the fucking crap out of them. I'd be going to fucking jail. Well, babe, if I came to you and told you that I was raped, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't go kill somebody. I wouldn't, or I would. You would. I'm pretty sure you'd well, be They make... wouldn't find the fucking body. Yeah, I said you'd be making a few trips to the Trinity River. <laughs> nope, just one. Anyhow, uh, beyond that, um, so so they find her body. Now the M16 is kind of in a weird place. It's you know you would think that it would be like laid down like next to her, or you know because she slumped over, and so she slumped over, and she's like. Leaning up, you know, she's leaning against her bed, so she kind of looks like a rag doll. Poor thing. And the M16 somehow is on her bed. I don't know how that happened, but... Now, the army says, when she pulled it with her toe, it kicked back. That's how she kicked it, you know? The only way an M16 is going to have any kind of fucking kick to it is if the bumper spring's bad, you know that. Well, yeah, but they said, no, she was the kick, you know. 
She pulled, you know, somehow. Then she, she would be laid back on the fucking bed, not slumped. Yes. So then she just kicked it, and then it. Yeah. Her mother to this day still argues it. Well, I'll fucking argue it. She was fucking killed. Now the not by her own hit fucking hand either. Now most most people who commit suicide with a weapon usually do it in their face or their head. Because the thing is that the chest is not a guaranteed kill and is extremely painful. Well, unless you're using a shotgun. <laughs> and then there's a big hole in your chest. You don't have a back left. <laughs> and, um, you know, it could take, you know, you, you do it in the chest. It could take anywhere from a minute to uh, a day to kill you. Um, I knew someone who, who got shot in the chest and they died the next day. Um you know, with the head, usually it's an instantaneous kill. Yeah. Kind of makes me think of that story where uh, I told you about that guy that escaped. He killed one of the search dogs that were looking for him, and they say he died with a two twenty three round in his chest after running 500 yards. Okay, well... All right, so now we're going to get to the next one. So, poor Tina Priest. And what the fuck was this motion with your fucking hand? Trying to, to get it to go along because we've still got two more stories and we're already at 25 minutes. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, so next one is, this one's a little bit short because I didn't have a lot of details with her. Now, this one's obviously murder. And I don't know how... The army could even think for a second it was suicide. Because <coughs> it's not fathomably possible. <laughs> I mean, unless you unless you're Jean Grey. Is this the one you told me about where like I'm sitting here like, yeah, if they're private fucking gumby. Yeah, or if they're Jean Grey and you could do telekinesis. Or Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So a staff sergeant. Amy uh, Trador, and I—I I apologize if I pronounce her name wrong. Anyway, she was deployed, and she was also married. Now she was in intelligence, and she worked in base commands. And and anyway, maybe it's Tirador. T-I-R-A-D-O-R. Theodore? Yeah. How do you pronounce that? Well, let me see it. Is it going to be up at the top? Well, anyway, she... Tirador, Tirador. I'd go with Tirador. So, Tirador... Uh, Use a different color ink. Uh, I cut my black ink ran out of in my office, and of course they don't. Yeah, oh, that's a long story. Anyway, back on track. Back on track. So she was married, and she was worked in the. You know, she worked in base command. 
in Afghanistan and this was in 2008 and she was most people said except for one guy she was really good at her job she was really focused except for this chief warrant officer now when I was oh, that explains everything right there no I'm gonna go on so I was going through all these forums and and everyone said those like really great things that she was really motivated and and all these things that she was like a go-getter and she had like she got like an Archon, several AAMs, you know, and everyone gets you know Everybody gets Archons and AAMs. I know, but she she was getting those are like the awards the, uh, next to a COA, the army hands out like fucking candy. Okay, well whatever. She'd gotten a lot some awards and and she was, you know, she just, all in all, was, uh, you know, good, good soldier, and uh, that she was, was just doing good. And but the chief war officer was just saying that she, like, when I read an interview, she just looked really bad at her job, and she was just a female. And like, all he could say was she was a female, and she was married. And that was it. Like, it was just, like, really weird to, to read these interview. And this was the fucking warrant for doing that shit? Yeah. And like I said, that explains everything right there. And, and although she never made, like, an official sharp or uh, complaint that she had been assaulted, um, she had made some complaints that somebody that she worked with would be really odd and very weird to her. Was it the warrant officer? No names were ever said. So it made kind of that maybe she was. Maybe it was. Because here's the timing. So she was married to a first sergeant. And during her entire marriage, she had never, they had never really been together uh, for more than a couple of weeks at a time like face to face, like before when they were dating, they had been together, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, because they would have to be in different fucking units, otherwise it's radicalization or... Right, but, but anyhow, uh, so finally, they were able to, to be able to, his unit got onto the same base, like they had got attached to her unit, so like they were like, I don't know, like supporting her unit or something. Something where it wasn't a conflict of interest. And he'd literally only been there a week before she died. So, timeline, and, and then the interview with, and then reading the interview with the warrant officer. And then I read some other stuff where, like, CID basically was like, trying to make it seem like uh, her husband did it, which didn't make any sense because he had, like, a really solid alibi. Like, he was in formation. <laughs> like, it would be pretty hard to, like, not see a first sergeant leave formation. <laughs> yeah, unless his name is Jamie fucking Madrix. That ain't happening. Um, yeah, that's the guy in freaking X-Men comics that can multiply. Right, I figured that. So, um, anyway, so 
So basically what happens, but the thing is, she was supposed to be on duty with, you name it, the warrant officer. <laughs> and like I said, just the warrant officer explains everything. They, unless they're a flight warrant, and even then, sometimes it's questionable. They ain't worth a shit. Okay, so she was, she was supposed to be on duty. And it was about 1800 and so they were doing their evening formation to close up the day. First sergeant was releasing folks. And she was about to start duty. She was checking on something in the command room. And single gunshot wound back of the head. By, although they really didn't say if it was by M16 or M4. But... You know, by the you, you have to say it was one of the two. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, it's not going to be a suicide if it's to the back of the head with a fucking assault rifle. Even a nine mil would be very, very difficult, very uncomfortable. I mean, straight up back of the head, like mob style. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah, I. I'm not going to go get my pistol, unload it, and just see if it's fucking possible. That's fucking stupid. But freaking sitting there, like, I'm just, like, using my fingers. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking difficult. And, and if you have a 9mm, you're going to do it by, you know, temple or mouth. You know, it, that's just whatever. I mean, if you're going to do it to the back, back of your head, you're going to hold it back here, like, right around the brainstem tilted up. Right. And it's just going to blow the back of your head off. Or behind the ear. Um, so... As I said, it, it just, it didn't make any sense. But they ruled a suicide. <laughs> and... Uh, Jack Reacher when you fucking need him. You break people's arms. So and they the looked truth. in, they, they saw that, you know, he, uh, the first sergeant was looking at women on his computer. And she had been talking about divorce. But you have to think, you know, we just went through where we went through almost three weeks of separation separation is extremely difficult on the marriage and given we didn't go into start looking at dating profiles but well ours wasn't like we weren't no let's uh, do a trial separation and see if we can work things out it was i had to go away and work well on no but what i'm no what i'm saying is being apart is really hard on a marriage and so these you know we don't know what they were going through so maybe we don't know if they were like, we're never going to be together. So maybe we should try. And then all of a sudden they say, hey, we're going to, you know, we get to be together now. So we don't know. But what I'm saying is we know from just now experiencing it that being apart is very, very straining on a marriage. And I couldn't imagine being on the other side of a, a country or, you know, the world. And... How hard it would be on a marriage. So we don't know what they were going through. And so to see to sit there and be like, oh, well, that's what led her to suicide or murder is because, you know, he was looking up dating websites or she Googled divorce lawyers. I just I just can't see how you can put how CID did that. It's fucking CID. This is true. 
Like I said, they like to think they're Jack fucking Reacher, but they're not. I think Thomas is smarter than CID. I think Tristan's smarter than CID. That's a one-year-old and a six-year-old, people. <laughs> I, think, I think Scooby-Doo can solve more crimes than, C- than CID. <laughs> you hear that? I think the mystery gang can solve more crimes. <laughs> Even with losing her glasses, Velma solves more crimes than CID. <laughs> It's like she'll lose her glasses halfway through the investigation. Finder's like, "Oh, that's who that fucker is." <laughs> oh, that was just a dog. <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna get into the one where this is gonna make you probably throw a drink. Why I'm not holding it? I'm not talking about you. All right. Fucking private fucking gun be shooting themselves in the back of the head. No, this was just a sad telekinetic ability, or as you say, private fucking Gumby. Polaris. All right, Lavena Johnson. And many people have asked me to do this one, and this one's a very tough one. And it's very sad, and it is. So the one where freaking. The mental health quack fucking said, oh, you're just tired. That wasn't the one that was going to make me throw something. Uh, no, this one's worse. <sighs> okay. Now, the, the, the you're just tired one was the one that I thought might be suicide. I said that very lightly, as in it's probably not. It wasn't. Not, it that was body not. was staged. And it was like, oh, the M16's right next to her? Oh, that fucker would be on the fucking ground. Right, and... I mean, unless she was standing on her bed, did it, poof, <laughs> sat down, and then sat on the bed, and was like, okay, I'm gonna die now. <laughs> As I said, and of course, Amy's, and, and we, we, we joke, but this is, we're joking because the army is so fucking stupid when it comes to staging these. And it's not just the U.S. military, people. Uh, if you're in a different country, look at your own military. Ugh. <sighs> Unless you're Russia or China, and then, yeah, they'll fucking shoot you. Yeah, no, they do yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to try to make fun of them, because... Oh, I'll fucking make fun of them. You make fun of us, Yeah, China is like, we're shooting over their heads, just aim two feet lower. Alright. Russia, so, throw them a bottle of vodka, they'll get drunk, and then But we are them. not making fun of the victims. Victims had no way... In no shape or form deserve to die for just reporting or even <sighs> for just being. And we have to assume what happened with Amy's case was she was married. Her husband finally was came to be with her and they started living together in the two C.O.W. whatever fuck face he he got jealous. The only one I'm making fun of is the fucking warrant officer because warrant officers ain't worth a shit and the mental health quack and CID. I will always make fun of those cocksuckers. And, yeah, no, COW fuckface, he got mad that he was probably fucking around with her and not will her not being willing and he was crossing lines and probably groping and doing stupid shit after hours and she was getting sick of it. And her husband came, and he knew she was going to title the first sergeant. 
He was probably freaking, her husband was probably a cock diesel motherfucker, and he was like, this motherfucker's gonna fucking kill me. I need to handle this shit. Yeah, or, yeah, he's gonna, she's gonna title a first sergeant. One way or another, he was gonna either lose rank, lose job, or lose his life. Something of that matter. <laughs> Alright, let's get back on track. Alright, so, Lavinna Johnson. She joined the Army right after high school. She was a violin player. She was beautiful. She was from the St. Louis area. Um, little no fact, I actually went to high school in the St. Louis area, except <coughs> she was from the Missouri side. I was from... The Kansas side. What the hell are you talking about? I thought St. Louis was partly in Kansas. Oh, babe, I wish you knew your map. I do know how to read a map in these other cities that ain't in fucking Texas. I mean, I thought it was like Augusta where half of it's in freaking, or Texarkana. Augusta, half of it's in fucking South Carolina, half of it's in Georgia. Texarkana, half of it's in Texas, and the poor half is on fucking Arkansas. St. Louis, half of it's in St. Louis. East St. Louis is in Illinois. I was in the Illinois side. See, I thought there was St. Louis like on the Kansas-Missouri border. That's Kansas City. I don't fucking know. My brother lives in Kansas City on the Missouri side. Fucking border cities. Okay, I'm from St. Louis on the Illinois side. I thought you were a military brat. I was, and Scott Air Force Base is on the Illinois side. I don't know these buzzboy bases. Okay. Back on track. Back on track. So, okay, so she was a St. Louis native, and the St. Louis Dispatch is one of my sources, and I actually went there for a high school field trip. Uh, you took high school field trips to newspapers. We also went one to a brewery for a chemistry one to the Amheuser Brewing Factory. Back on track. Back on track. <laughs> no, because I was about to go into a whole moonshine <laughs> distilling thing. <laughs> and I was like, nope, back on track. Okay, so her father was a doctor, and, you know, she, she always wanted to join the military. Uh, you know, she... She got stationed at Fort Hood. No surprise there. Um, and she went to Iraq in 2004, late 2004. And now this happened in 2005. However, some reports said it would happen in 2003. Um, you know, it's just, I got, there's just a lot of, of mixed. And if I get the years wrong, I do apologize. Um, you know, this is the one where I said, you know, the the I re watched some dinky chick say, oh, there's no possible way she could have shot herself, but there's a reason why. Okay. So now let's get into the... the so... It was getting close to Christmas time, and Christmas was... What the hell is that? I don't know. I saw I had a notification on Twitter and it like something else popped up. You were watching porn, weren't you? Well, last time I checked, Apple doesn't have, host porn on its fucking little TV app. Alright, whatever. Back on track. 
Alright, so anyway, she, she loved Christmas and she was going to come home on leave uh, to for Christmas time. Uh, and it was for her 20th birthday in 2005. So, yeah, it, w it was 2005. So, so, okay, so she deployed at the beginning of 2005, or in the middle of 2005, and she was going to do leave at the, at the end of 2005. Okay. So, early December... Right before she was going to come home for leave, she's calling her family, and they're saying she's really acting different, and she's saying that, you know, there's someone who just won't leave her alone, and she's not giving any names, and she's just all in all acting very out of character. Now, keep in mind, she's coming home in just a couple weeks, and... And they're thinking that she should be acting like really excited that she's coming home. You know, she's been deployed, but she's not. She's just really acting odd. Well, sadly, they got the call that no parent ever wants to get that. She was found dead that she had committed suicide in December. And that is her. Yeah, she's very pretty. And I'll post pictures of her, of course, in the Facebook group. And, and if you... Are you going to pick her? Um, no, that's her funeral. Uh -huh. Oh. This is the CID officer, and quite frankly, I hope he burns in fucking hell. Um, so anyhow, so, so this is where it gets real, 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 uh, hit here. So... They find her body, kind of, and his name was Christopher Gray, and he was the that person that you just saw, that staff sergeant. He was the chief of public affairs for the CID unit. Was he a staff sergeant or a sergeant first class? That might be two rockers. The picture's kind of fucking blurry. Okay, well, anyway... All it says is Christopher Gay, Chief of Public Affairs. And he says it was a tragic suicide. But this is obviously not a suicide. And you'll see these things in just a minute. So, they find her body in a tent away from everybody else's. However, it was still in view of everyone else's. The tent was on fire. Did they set up a fucking suicide tent? The tent was on fire. So this was in, like, a tent city. However, it was, uh, you know, we all know what tent city looks like for, you know, military. A little bit different than homeless tent cities, you know, these large tents. So it was a, a, one of the bigger tents, but she was by herself in it. 
and the tent was on fire. The rifle, the M16, was laying by her side. She was on a cot. Her, uh, she, you know, she had a single gunshot wound straight through the forehead. Uh, her head was, you know, right here, you know, turned to the side. Obvious bruises on her face. Uh, her hand had a large laceration. Uh, obvious bruises throughout her body. Um, as said, and there's also semen found on her uniform and on the sleeping bag. Like, obvious, like, big globs. Like, visible to the eye. And they rolled it up fucking suicide. It gets better. And not in a good way. Like, in a sarcastic, I hate the fucking CIT way. Because what they did to this chick, every fucking CID person deserved to just take a gun and put it in their fucking uh, mouth. Keep going. All right. So, so they rule suicide. Now, obviously, they're like, she didn't mention suicide. She mentioned that, you know, she was acting weird, but... Not depressed, but weird. So, the army... And I said, we have the freedom of information. We want the autopsy. Army, this Christopher Gay, Gray Touche Canoe said, No. You don't get it. Freedom of information doesn't apply to the army. So... More fucking shit it doesn't. Dr. Johnson said, screw that. He exhumed the body. And this is what they find. The gun, the, the caliber. This is why this pissed me off when this chick was like, it was impossible. Well, if you did your fucking research, dumbass. The caliber did not match an M16. It matched a 9mm. And it was not, it was more through, and the gunshot was more through... Uh, you know. So the entrance wound was in the back of the head and the right. exit wound was the front. Yeah, so it was execution style. It did not match suicide. It not, did not match. Yeah, you don't have to be a fucking genius because when that shit goes through, it's going to leave a it's going to leave a small hole going in no matter what the caliber. Right. It, but it's going to leave a big fucking hole going out. You're pretty much not going to have a fucking face. That's why the fucking mob and right, fucking but, but does how it doesn't matter they whether said, it's Yakuza, Italian, Russian, whatever. Okay, but see, here's the thing: is in this in the chick, she was like, "Well," and this is where the misinformation is. You know, it does move. You know, leave part a lot of face. However, they said that she put the rifle in her mouth. Okay, well, in this case, yeah, it's going to leave part of the face, but it's not going to mess with the tongue. Now, if she put the rifle in the mouth, it might have taken part of the tongue. And your face would be fine. The back of your head, on the other hand, 
Right, but what I'm telling you is the army had actually removed her tongue. They removed her tongue. They also removed her vagina. The army removed part of her anus. The army removed part of her leg. The army has surgically removed these things. Like, they were surgically removed, not blown off. There's a big difference between being blown off by a rifle than it being surgically removed. All right, I will defend the military tooth and nail except on shit like this. And the thing is, this happens all the time. Now, I was trying to look, and they said this happened in some of the cases like I had went through before. It wouldn't tell me which one, but one of the cases, I'm guessing possibly the Tina Priest one, and there's times where they actually removed, like, the girls, like, half below just to hide evidence of rape. So when bodies were exhumed, the army could say, how do you know she was raped? And she didn't have no legs. So then it's like, you're expecting us to be, her to be fucking Black Dahlia or Jack the Ripper? Um, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Like I said, I'll defend the military tooth and nail, except on shit like this. They need to pull their fucking collective heads out of their fucking asses. And this and is... CID, you can go suck a fucking cock for this fucking shit. You're not Jack fucking Reacher. Pull your head out of your ass and do your fucking jobs. And this is what the poor dad has written numerous letters to congressmen, and the congress said, oh, well, we're going to... I've seen investigations of TDCJ more fucking thorough. Congress has said, oh, we're going to investigate, yada, yada. And they've done nothing. And to this day, you know, 16 years, almost 16 years later, you know, it'll be 16 years in December, it is still a suicide. And that just breaks my heart. All three of these are ruled suicides. And the families are still. Her husband, Amy's husband, is still, you know, someone they said, oh, he was looking at a dating website. He must, you know, blah, blah, blah. He, he even said, you know, hey, this wasn't a suicide. This was a murder. That warrant officer is a piece of work. He, you know, he was up to something. You know, and... The fact... Yeah, I gotta go cool my head, or otherwise I'm gonna end up yelling and waking up the kids. I told you this was gonna be a rough one. That's why I bought you some Boone's Farm. Alright, well, I'm gonna end tonight's show. I'm gonna attach a link to the email. Uh, please send any comments, any links to get better, if you just wanna talk. I don't care. I just wanna hear any feedback. Also, uh, you know, real quick... Some of my sources were uh, St. Louis Public Radio, the St. Louis uh, Dispatch, the L.A. Times, uh, uh, several other, including a Times Magazine article, the L.A. Progressive, uh, and an article called Ignoring sexual trauma and that's where I got some of my statistics from so uh, 
And all these are, are pretty, uh, pretty good reads. And if you uh, definitely want some, some of these links, I definitely will. Uh, anything else I can definitely help you with is associate me email, hit me up on Facebook. Uh, anything else I can help you with. Hope you have a wonderful evening. We'll see you next week with Jeffrey McDonald. Unless we find a different uh, case to, to touch on. There's definitely some more uh, uh, suicides. I, I Possible. Uh, or there's a, a, a real interesting one. Uh, uh, Hannah McDonald. I kind of want to get into. This was another one in Iraq where she was actually ran over by her sergeant. And she was also one that reported her sergeant, and it was ruled a suicide. And, and, and so I, I want to get into that one, too. So any other ones, definitely send me an email. Thank you. Have a wonderful night.